Hello and welcome to the FT Advisor podcast, where each week we are joined by guests from the financial services world to discuss the most pressing industry issues. I'm Amy Austin, news editor, FT Advisor, and today I'll be discussing how the pension annual allowances affect doctors and are causing them to leave the NHS with Dr. Vishal Sharma, BMA Pensions Committee and BMA Consultants Committee Chair, and Graham Crosley, NHS Pension Specialist Advisor at Quilter. So welcome to you both and thanks for joining us today. Hello. Hi, thanks for having us. <laughs> so I thought we could um, start off by just discussing what exactly is wrong with the pensions allowances at present, which is just causing so many issues with doctors. Um, Vishal, I don't know if we could start with you. Yeah, absolutely. So the issue is that really in certain circumstances, the pension scheme means that you actually either pay more tax or actually you get a lower pension if you do more work. Um, and, and that's not what they're designed to do. So it's not the fact that the, um, the allowances are, are, are there. It's the fact that you can't control your pension growth. It's directly linked to how much you earn. So it's not like you can choose to say, this is my allowance. I'll put that much money in. It's directly linked to how much you earn. And that mean, and because of the way it works, um, you really have these penalties. Um, so it's, we don't have no problem whatsoever paying you know, a fair rate of tax. And this is not about tax breaks for doctors at all. But the issue is that when you start breaching these allowances, they're actually punitive. They actually punish you for actually doing extra work, um, either by actually direct cash or by actually having a lower pension. Sure. And Graham, um, I know this is kind of a bigger kind of problem with advisors, like kind of advising on this issue. So I don't know what you have to say on this. So, yeah, I, I would agree there in that um, the NHS pension is part of the total reward of all of our healthcare workers. And every every healthcare worker that we come across are more than happy to pay their fair share of taxation for the rewards that they receive, be that through income tax or through pensions. The, the issue that we have is that the current mechanisms that are in place are so complex and they are so out of line with the regulations of the NHS pension that we have absurd situations where people are being taxed because of inflation. They're being taxed on pension benefits they never received. We had issues where people were receiving a, a greater tax bill than their income. And this just can't be right. Um, we also have people who have come back to help the NHS after retirement and their pensions are being reduced so sadly there's no one issue and there's no one size fits all solution there are a multitude of issues across the whole of the NHS pension and taxation legislation that needs to be addressed. And is it kind of just the taper causing this or would you say like the money purchase annual allowance and the normal annual allowance and the lifetime annual allowance because of course we have about four going on all at once do you think they all have a part to play or is it just one in particular? Yeah, it, it's everything, unfortunately. So, you know, at the BMA, we were sort of pushing very strongly about sort of reform of this you know, a few years ago. And even then, we were very clear it wasn't just the taper. The whole concept of the annual allowance in particular just doesn't really work in this type of pension scheme. Because, as I say, you can't choose how much you put in. And as Graham's mentioned, it's just so complicated that even if you could sort of somehow adjust it, you know, you, you, you actually need a lot of time, a lot of advice to actually do that properly. And in most cases, and particularly for GPs, actually, you often don't know, how, you don't have the figures to actually make these predictions in years. So actually, by the time the year's finished, it's too late. So it's a combination of all of these things. The tax just doesn't work in this sort of scheme. And it's it's the annual allowance, as you say, and, and also the, the lifetime allowance. But one of the fundamental things that we also talk about is that 
the whole purpose of the annual allowance and lifetime allowance is to limit tax relief. You know, it's it, and that's quite right. You know that actually, you know, tax relief. We understand. You know, it's it's a generous benefit, and you want to limit that. That's absolutely fine. But actually, the NHS pension scheme itself already adjusts for tax relief. You know, so even when we pay into the, the pension scheme, that tax relief has already been adjusted for, already taken away in most cases for higher earners. So then to have other taxes that are trying to take this back again when it doesn't exist in the first place is a real problem. So I, I would also sort of bring in there, because you, you mentioned Taper, and um, I've been watching what's been going on in Parliament and Health Select Committees, and it's very disappointing that when asked about taxation, it keeps being dragged out that this is about annual allowance taper and for doctors earning more than £200,000. And that's just simply not the case. Um, this is, um, there, there are issues which will be impacting GPs who earn any money this year with the, with an issue that we've got at the moment, which is the CPI disconnect, because the rules that were written for the pension scheme predated any concept of an annual allowance. And when this legislation has been brought to brought to bear, it doesn't actually fit with how the NHS pension works. And the downside for us as the general public is that you now actually incentivize our healthcare workers to actually stop working, which seems an absolute nonsense considering where we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. If I can just pick up on Graham's point, I mean, that issue around inflation is, is, a, is a really big problem this year, particularly for our GP colleagues. And just because of the, you know, this is, it demonstrates how silly these rules are, that because they use two different values of inflation within the pension scheme, they use one value that allows you to grow your pension without being subject to annual allowance, but another measure to actually revalue your pension. Because they use two different values and because inflation has jumped so rapidly in the last 12 months, um, that can result in some GPs, you know, having a tax bill, an annual allowance tax bill, that's around half or more of their kind of post-tax income. And, you know, that's just, you know, that's crazy. And then the worst thing is that actually a lot of that tax is on pension growth they'll never actually receive because next year, if inflation settles, most of that growth will disappear again. So it's, it's completely nonsensical. And unfortunately, there are very few things that, you know, GPs can do about that, you know, other than to look at reducing their work or considering whether they need to sort of retire a bit earlier. Sure. And obviously the government kind of tinkered with the taper. Um, well, I can't. Was it back in 2020 now? Yeah, 2020 it came in. Yeah, the years have blended into one since COVID. Um, and obviously they raised the thresholds a bit. Has this actually done anything to help doctors um, at the moment? It, it certainly helped that part of the issue that was relevant there. But as we said at the beginning, there is no one single issue here. There are lots of lots of different issues that are causing problems um, and causing people to, to leave. Um I also would add as well that this isn't just doctors who are saying this is wrong. This is financial services professionals who have looked at the regulations and said, no, this is morally unfair. There's been support from the Association of Independent Specialist Medical Accountants who have looked at this issue as well and said that um, it's, it's not just annual allowance taper. There are all these other issues, such as the CPI disconnect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just to echo that, so there was a real problem with, with the taper threshold set where they were um, prior to 2020. And, you know, um, lifting those thresholds did sort of address that issue. But we were very clear at the time that was that was not the right solution. That was only part of the problem. And the whole concept of this is that the tax just doesn't work in this sort of scheme. I mean, you know, we've been through an incredibly difficult period over the last two years um, in the health service. Um, you know, but despite all that, people have been been working. And, and despite all of the pressures, most people actually love their job. But no matter how much you love your job, 
you know, it's it's really hard to expect people to actually earn less, you know, in terms of actually, you know, by working more or actually be, be kind of having a pension that's lower value by working more or delaying retirement. It just it just doesn't make any sense. And are doctors kind of aware of these issues? Like are most of them advised, for example, or does it, you know, are there kind of things that happen where doctors, you know, just keep working, take the kind of like salary increases, you know, keep putting into their pension and then hit with a horrible tax bill and it comes as a surprise. Does this happen or or are doctors quite clued up on, you know, the issues here? It, there's, there's a variety. I'm sure, sure Graham can jump in on this as well. But, you know, I think a, a large majority of doctors um, just don't understand the problem. And so these bills come completely out of the blue sometimes. And, and in, in fact, they're not really bills. You just kind of expect to somehow work them out yourself a lot of the time. And, you know, so what will often happen is, a doctor might sit down with someone like Graham, you know, for the first time and go to their figures. And then Graham's almost like the, the bearer of bad news to say, actually, you, you do realize you've got like a 40 or a 50,000 pound tax bill um, that you now need to pay. And, um, you know, you can imagine how that feels that you had, you've just been doing your job, just been working. And all of a sudden, you've just got this enormous liability you know nothing about. Um, and, and it's just, it's devastating for people. And, you know, we've had people contact the BMA literally. Um, beside themselves, we've had people on the brink of, you know, of suicide or, you know, real mental health issues as a result of this. I, I would agree with that. The, the, one of the biggest issues that is that this is all self-assessment. So you have to do your own calculations to work this out. And it isn't uncommon at all that when we actually sit down with somebody for the first time, as, as uh, Bishop was saying there, that there's a tax bill of 40000 but that was for three years ago. But there's also one for two years ago. And we look like you're going to have one next year as well. Yeah, I can imagine it's a pretty nasty shock. <laughs> Can't say I'd like to have been given that news. Um, but there are, I have spoken to some people in the past and just to kind of, you know, out on my travels and just speaking to maybe like, you know, the average Joe on the street and they'll be like, well, you know, if you're kind of, breaching these limits that's a problem I would like to have you know because obviously it means you've got a very high salary and you're doing quite well in your job um what would you kind of say to people saying this um it, it comes back to this is not really linked to how generous the scheme is it's the fact that it's linked to your work and you can't control it and I come back to the point we said earlier you know this is not about people for pay not paying their fair share of tax we absolutely have no problem paying the right rate of tax and as higher earners you fully expect that actually you'll pay more tax than somebody who earns less than you that's that's you know that's a given the issue is that because it's essentially um the same money's the same pension growth is being taxed multiple times you know and that's the issue that actually when you start breaching these allowances it's not just that you pay the tax on it you pay the tax compounded four times or you know even more sometimes that actually that they're punitive so that actually it doesn't work in the sense that it almost designed it's designed almost to stop you working and that's that's what people are, are having to do because they're having to reduce their hours or retire early because of this I think the tricky thing is, again, goes back to the complexity because it's so hard to actually understand what these concepts of annual allowance actually mean. Um, if you were to sort of put it into sort of terms of income tax, the way that some of the annual allowance taxation works at the moment is though you're assessed for income tax in two years all in one. And if you've got somebody who's on, say, £35,000 a year, it would be wholly unfair for some of their income to be taxed at higher rate tax. But the way that we've got things working at the moment, we're pulling forward growth from another year and taxing that at a higher rate. It just seems absolute lunacy. 
Yeah, and just to add to that, you know, it's it's not always this is not just about high earners. You know, um, a kind of a, a, because of the way it works, a, a rise in pay of a few thousand pounds can give you a tax, an extra tax bill. You know, that that's that's what we're talking about here. It's not necessarily linked to just the highest earners in in, in medicine or in society. You know, it's it's often about how quickly, particularly with the annual answers, how quickly your pay goes up, um, is also a big factor. Sure, and I guess we have to kind of know that this isn't necessarily just the NHS. I mean, I know we're talking to you guys now who campaign for the NHS, but I guess it's like firefighters, you know, judges, police, like anyone that kind of falls into these schemes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the reason it's more a problem for um, the NHS, because the rules are the same across, you know, a lot of public sector schemes and the same issues apply. The reason it's more... um, more of an issue for the NHS is, is a few things. One is that we have, you know, a higher number of um, earners, you know, at that sort of level where they're, where they're kind of impacted. Um, but also the fact that um, we do a lot of extra um, additional income as well. So we have lot, lots of income that, that that is because we do so much overtime effectively that's not part of your, your pension as such, and it goes up and down. And GPs have very complicated um, pension arrangements, which are slightly different to other groups as well, where essentially, you know, most cases, a lot of all of their income that they do is pensionable. So that causes additional problems. Um, but certainly higher earners and other um, public sectors have the same problems. So, so we know that, you know, some senior teachers, for example, you know, some civil servants, um, even in the Department of Transport, again, they've, they've had issues recently. They've written to the Treasury recently about this. Um, so there are lots of people affected, but you, you mentioned one group, which is judges. And it's probably worth mentioning them, actually, because um, they had the same problems as doctors. Um, and the, the, it got to the point where people weren't coming forward to be a judge. And there was a massive problem with the with the judiciary, with long waits for cases and things. So the government did, you know, a very you know simple fix to that. And so they've actually solved the problem for judges now where they said, oh, actually, let's have a tax unregistered scheme. So actually, let's not, you know, give you tax relief in the first place. Um, so actually, you, you pay into a pension after you paid income tax on it. Um, and therefore, because we're not giving you tax relief, we won't give you the annual allowance tax charges or the lifetime allowance tax charges. And that's a very simple, very fair solution. And we think, you know, that they should just do that for the for the NHS as well. Sure. And whilst tax unregistered could be a very good solution, um, I do fear for Dr. Seal, again, be another complex solution. But unfortunately, there is no easy solution at all for any of these situations, Um, because there are going to be, for example, those who are lower earners, where tax unregistered just would not make sense whatsoever. But there are those that we want to sort of keep within our workforce, particularly those who are closest to retirement where it makes absolute sense to try and incentivize these people to actually stay and pass on their skills to the younger generations. So that's what I was actually was going to come on to next. Like, what kind of would you like to see the government step up and do then? Because I guess there is just no, and there's not an easy answer to be like, right, we need this. I think it's going to be like a various, you know, we need to, this happen to the MPAA and then this happened to the lifetime allowance and so on and so on. So I didn't know if you had like in a dream world, what would you like to see? Um, so, so back in 2019, we we were sort of arguing that actually the annual allowance, you know, shouldn't apply to defined benefit schemes, um, and it would be fine to keep the lifetime allowance potentially in that scenario because, um, you know, having some limits is is reasonable. But when you can't control the growth um, going in, it didn't really make sense to have the annual allowance apply. So that that was a solution we pushed forward, um, you know, back in 2019. But that doesn't really also fix the problem about the lifetime allowance though, and that's that, that's the challenge around that. In the sense that people are still um, pushed towards retirement um, before they before they want to go, 
Um, and that's why we think that we do think the tax unregistered scheme is the way to go because they've done it for judges. Um, Graham's absolutely right. There is there is a, a, a knock on impact about how you do that because um, for, for lower paid earners, you want to get that tax relief to encourage them to invest for their pension. But but we still believe you can do that with a, with a sort of parallel scheme to make sure that actually people who are not affected by pension taxation uh, can get the benefits of tax relief. Whereas once you can no longer benefit from tax relief, um, that actually you can invest into this scheme where it, well, the crucial thing is it breaks that link between um, how much you earn and how much annual allowance tax you pay. And I think that's that's the key thing. That actually, you want to break that link because it doesn't really exist anywhere else apart from the public sector. And um, whilst the, um, I think the tax and register scheme itself would be a, a good solution as long as there are safeguards in place and as long as there is a decent wraparound of financial education so that people don't accidentally cause um, financial self-harm. Um, and that would definitely be a strategic win for everybody because we can then encourage more to, to to stay on. However, in the meantime, there are definitely some quick wins that could be put in place to alleviate the immediate concerns. So, for instance, correcting the CPI disconnect is just one quick change to a bit of legislation so that it actually represents what the original intention was, can be done at the wave of a pen. Um, we also have issues with regards to abatement, whereby we have um, those who have retired and returned who from October will start having their pensions reduced. Again, a very simple extension of existing COVID Act powers would sort those issues. But it goes back to the original, um, at the start of the conversation, where we were saying that there is no one solution that fixes everything. Tax unregistered is a great strategic vision going forward, but in the meantime, there are a few quick wins that should be employed to encourage people to stay right now. Yeah, I'd absolutely echo that because you know the, the issue around the the, the so called CPI disconnect, but there's two different measures of inflation. You know, is a real issue right now, and it, if it, if it's not addressed, it has the you know it potentially could destroy general practice in this country. That's how big it is, um, and I think that needs an immediate action. Um, linked to that as well which also is an, another um, quick win is this is this concept of negative um, pension input amounts um, which is a real problem so so on the one hand you don't mind paying tax um, on on some pension growth if you can actually get it but in many many circumstances the following year your pension goes down in value and you're not credited if you like for that fall in value you can't use that either against any pension growth in that year or carry that negative growth into future years. So again, these are simple things that can be can be done. You know, as Graham said, the stroke of a pen. And then the other thing um, which we've been pushing for for a very long time, and we're incredibly frustrated by this, is about you know when you when you can't actually access the pension scheme and actually get benefit from it, that actually you should be able to access the employer's pension contributions and um, your know, so-called recycling. And that's something that the Department of Health have said that they absolutely support. Um, but actually, for whatever reason, NHS employers, uh, NHS trusts, you know, across um, England and, and Scotland and Northern Ireland in particular, are just not supporting it. Um, that's actually been um, changed in Wales. So actually in Wales, now you can do that. And that's just another way of as a temporary kind of measure to make sure people can actually access what is what is their total reward, because that that employer's contribution is a big part of your total reward package it's part of your remuneration um, and if you can't access it as a pension tax you need to give it in different ways sure well, i think that here is just the perfect example of how tinkering with taxes and pensions taxes and pensions in general can actually have knock-on effects to the wider world that people just probably don't even 
expect you know you'd never think changing something in the pensions would drive doctors out the profession you just you know <laughs> no absolutely and it's really interesting when we when we were discussing this with treasury in 2019 it was quite clear that actually when they introduced the taper they had no idea of the impact on the public sector and particularly doctors um you know it was you know it was something they thought would affect a handful of very very high earners but actually it, it had massive impacts across uh, the nhs Sure. Uh, but I would say that whilst it's um, easy for a, a layman to hide behind complexity, um, there are those within financial services and accounting that do have the abilities to spot the impact of taxation change in advance within, um, for example, NHS pension. Um, Taper, I know, for instance, there are a, a number of financial services personnel as well as accountants who, when it was first announced, we were saying that this is going to have an impact on workforce. Um, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, but um, with what's been going on in Parliament and health select committees, I'm just concerned that those who have the power to make a change aren't actually being given the right information um, and they're maybe not listening to the, the unions, but maybe they should also listen to some of the professional service sectors as well. Definitely. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that. You know, I, I was quite disappointed listening to the um, Health Select Committee evidence um, recently because they were conflating different issues and actually not looking at the big picture here. And, you know, it's not just about the taper. Um, they talked about abatement, um, but actually an abatement is something that absolutely should be fixed. So uh, uh, abatement is the process whereby if you've got your pension, um, if you come back and earn more in the NHS, it, your pension gets reduced. But that only impacts certain groups of people. So in terms of particularly mental health officer status, um, some special class nurses and people who have been off sick uh, and had, had enhancements to their pension. So it affects a small proportion of the workforce, but it's it's not it's not going to um, fix the problem across the board so actually they, they need more fundamental solutions sure get them advisors into parliament <laughs> yeah, absolutely and, and that's the frustration we've been giving them the solutions you know so obviously you know the bma we're not financial advisors but you know ourselves other financial advisors have been writing to government saying look you need to do this and we've actually told them what they need to do but yeah. actually they're just not listening yeah, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, going forward, you never know, there might, something might change. Well, Vishal, Graham, thank you so much for joining us and tune in next week where we'll be discussing other goings on in the industry. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.